Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Point 99 Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. The Point 99 Podcast is a running podcast made by runners for runners. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners, maybe some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences, whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us while we try to share some good vibes, motivation and positivity and hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. For episode three, I have an absolutely amazing guest lined up for you, the spectacular Tanya Carmona. Much like episode two's guest, Mike Houston, the pole ultra runner, Tanya is an absolute warrior and achiever of some truly mind-blowing distances in the world of ultra. But moreover, she is a certified level three personal trainer and ultra running coach. I loved speaking to Tanya and having a good old chat in what was a less structured recording than was had in episode one and two, but it was super enjoyable. But before we get stuck into the interview with Tanya, let's cover the happenings over the past week. Episode two with Mike Houston, the Pulfit Ultra Runner, went down a storm. I've seen some great messages to not only myself in the podcast, but also to Mike, and deservingly so. We only scratched the surface of Mike's story in ultra running, but also into his openness towards mental health and helping others across the wider community. I'd be thrilled to have Mike join me once again in the future. And thankfully, he feels the same. So whether it's in season two or before, during or after the Loch Ness 24 or in future seasons, like the machine that is the T800, Mike will be back. I'm also pleased to say that all the Run the Blade Weekender shoutouts absolutely bossed the event. Even the members of the community I didn't know we're going to be taking part. Look to have a fantastic time. Congratulations to everyone, but a special shout out to both Karen and Jace for smashing the 50k ultra. Karen especially had been grinding away up to the event, always smiling, always positive, like her Instagram handle, even when things were a little bit tough. A massive congratulations, Karen. But also to Jace, who only signed up to take part in his first ultra on the 26th of June, so not that long ago. Sure, Jace is a really strong marathon runner, but to absolutely demolish his first and, as he says, his only ultra marathon in 5 hours and 13 minutes, that's truly something spectacular. Personally, I think Jace should think about changing his Insta name to the Edinburgh Ultra Runner. It was really great to see so many faces from the community at the various distances across the weekend, meeting up and having a good time, even with the torture of running. But from the torture of Run the Blades 10k, the Dibber's very own pocket Parisian made the ultra-marathon-worthy trip north into the Highlands, ably chauffeured and accompanied by the legend who is Control-Alt-Dilly, to join myself and Trail to Try... Lorna, for a team recce of the Loch Ness 24 route. That's pretty crazy going, being that the pair left Edinburgh at 7 in the morning for a run at 11, 
with Elodie having an hour or so journey on top of that to get to Lee's. It really goes to show how crazy they both are, but also how kind, caring and awesome they are. As always, it was great seeing them both and also fantastic meeting Lorna for the first time. Even though we live so close, it was the first for everyone. But on to the route. There have been some massive improvements to the course since we were last there. Sure, a lot of care and attention will have to be paid to the routes in the tree sections, but the forestry paths have seen a lot of investment and upgrade work in the past few months. This will come as a great bonus to everyone throughout the 24-hour event. The hill climb around about the 5km mark as you get led away from the log sedge has also seen some significant work, cutting back much of the undergrowth, bushes and smaller tree growth. It now appears to be a lot wider, looks and feels less imposing and will allow for overtaking which was pretty much impossible last year. I'm also glad to report that neither Elodie nor Lorna thought the route was overly challenging on a reverse or standard directional run, other than the menace of the Pebble Beach. With the run being perfectly timed between the heavy rain showers we were experiencing, it was a quick spot of lunch before the guys headed back down the road to complete the six-hour round trip for Lee or the 10-hour for Elodie. The countdown is really on now for the event. One that I'm almost wishing away. If it weren't coinciding with a lot of work pressures and deadlines, I'd be blinking it away. We're now sub 40 days until the event arrives on our doorstep. Finally, what else did I get up to last week? Well, very little. With only one other run for week three of the road to Amsterdam in the form of a 15 kilometer effort on Thursday. One that saw a PB in both 10 and 15 kilometre distances. It was a really poor showing for myself. I just didn't have the motivation and drive to get out. Even Parkrun didn't see a return last week. So I'm still a few away from hitting that landmark 25. This week, however, it's already shaping up to be a lot more productive. So fingers crossed that continues. But as you might be able to hear, I'm having a little bit of difficulty with my voice today. And that's because I've already had my chat with the Mexican powerhouse, Tanya Carmona. She definitely gave me a little bit of a kick up the backside and gave me an idea of what true productivity is. So here we go. Let's get into the discussion. My guest today is by far the craziest guest I've had on the podcast so far but her very own website bio will do testament to why. I could easily reinvent the wheel with my introduction for her, but I've opted to put a Steve spin on her very own words. Tanya is a business entrepreneur, personal trainer, and ultra runner extraordinaire. Having fallen in love with running in 2016, she has since completed a whopping 20 ultra marathons and other challenges of endurance, which explains the crazy. Like many who have found their calling in the fitness world, Tanya has battled with her weight and yo-yo diets until she discovered her new lifestyle. She now dedicates her time to sharing her knowledge and experience to others to help them flourish just as she has through positivity, building programs and creating change. But from features in magazines such as Runner's World and Esquire no less, she has now joined the esteemed ranks of guests on the Point 99 podcast. So join me in welcoming this globe-trotting Mexican goddess of ultras to the show, Tanya Carmona. 
There we go. <laughs> a little bit of a stumble so there. That wasn't it was too like bad. A third time. It was third good. attempt. <laughs> oh, you good though? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Good, good. 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 So we've just had a little chat. Uh, before I hit record so I've got to know Tanya a little bit better and she's got to know me a little bit I think I ask a lot of questions but she didn't ask so many back so (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I'm glad to be joined with you today because it's something a little bit different again another ultra runner and not a a world I know a lot of about but again from our pre-chat it turns out I know a little bit more about it I follow a few ultra runners but not so many females So it's nice to have following up with Mike, who is, I I think, compared to yourself, he's very early on his ultramarathon adventures. And then you've got, I said 20 there, but it's over 20 ultramarathons under your belt. You've already got another one lined up, I'm seeing, and other challenges. I like how you were vague with other challenges of endurance. Uh, on your on your site so hopefully we can we can do some at least a little bit of justice for you today uh, and cover as much as possible and if that's okay yeah of course love 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 to share my experiences if I do end up talking too quick for you at all just tell me to slow (laughs) down or shut up (laughs) all right sounds good I'll be like yeah just slow down no it's fine I think I think I am um, all right in the Glaswegian accent now. I've been living in Glasgow for six years now, I think. So, yeah. If you can understand a Glaswegian accent, I'm sure you can manage mine fine. It was hard at the beginning. Like, it was was challenging, (laughs) I have to say. It was like, what is this? The accent or some slang words that obviously I... I knew English before, yeah. but like American English. So when I moved here, it was definitely, that was my first challenge <laughs> when I moved here, probably. It was like, it's English, but it's a weird English. And it's it was a very different. strange English, isn't it? But not yeah. just not just Glasgow. When you, when you have so many dialects of Scottish and there's so many slang words for it's, it's, it's insane. Sometimes I can't understand it. Being Scottish, you would, you would think I would know a lot of it, but there's always something new every day. Exactly. So yeah, obviously that happens to me all the time. Like I learn, I still learn words, and I still, you know, uh, you know, find it challenging at times. But yeah, I'll yeah. let you know. Super. Thank you. That's it. Just tell me to shut up or slow down. But right. you've had a, a busy day training today. You've got your branding on, as I was pointing out. You and you've got your lapel mic as well. You're really, really well prepared for this. Like I said, I was um, I record my programs a lot on demand, so I have to record, you know, one yeah. like that. I do have also one-on-one clients, so if they are at home, but it's like one-on-one through video. So sometimes, you know, kind of like helps having the wee microphone, and this is like my uniform. So that's, this is what I wear every day. Yeah, it's a spot-on logo as well. I mean, simple but effective. Exactly. Effective. Okay, uh, so I don't really have any questions written uh, written today. This is more for the listeners. I'm really just winging it. I've got some notes. I've got pointers. Um, goes almost back to season one where I didn't always write the questions fully, and I, I just had to go with the flow. And I, I, I've structured myself so far with episode one and episode two with strict questions, and I feel that it might have held the episode a little bit, so I'm kind of going back to... Back to the roots. Go with yeah, the more like a chat. 
that's it. Yeah, more like a chat. See how you answer things, because otherwise I'm trying to steer things towards a, a question and it doesn't mm-hmm. always work that way. Sure. But um, as I say, we had a chat before we hit record. So you got to know me a little bit. I've got to know you a little bit more. Um, but for and at the risk of repeating anything that we've already discussed or anything that, that I've already put up in different messages on social media, could you please do a little introduction for the listeners, a quick digest of who you are? what you do all right so i am tanya (laughs) i'm from mexico and i am an ultra runner i started my journey what's it seven years ago and it was like by pure mistake i had no idea what i was getting into um i think it started like anyone just kind of like wanted to do something fun and at the beginning, it wasn't about fitness at all. Like, I never thought I was overweight or it was never something that kind of crossed my my mind. Uh, so I kind of just did it because I wanted to do something fun. And actually, until now, I think steel has been my full objective to just have fun. And, and everything else just kind of, you know, whatever spills out, it's better, it's good. Yeah. But um, so... I started and then obviously I got through a massive transformation physically, mentally, just everything that, you know, running and going through these challenges takes you. And obviously people have started to ask, how did you do it? And what did you do? How can I do that? So I wanted to help these people to be like, you know, give them like real and informative, not only like, oh, just do this, just do that. I wanted to have a bit like a knowledge. And that's where I started studying. So I got certificated for as a PT, personal trainer, and also now I'm a um, certified ultra running coach as well. And mostly what I read or what I hear in my podcast, in my, you know, my earphones when I'm like running, which is hours and hours, is just books, audiobooks about running, about studies, about I just, I love that part of it. So um, I start kind of falling in love into coaching as well. And just feel like coaching is taking a little bit of everything, mix it with theory and my own experience. And then I'm able to kind of help more people um, for, to, to that journey. Spot on. But you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you up on something you said just before we hit record. You said you don't necessarily enjoy running. So <laughs> to coach ultra running and, and try and encourage other people to, to, to get out there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's when people are like, oh, I don't even like running that much. I was like, yeah, me either. Like, I don't. Um, I don't know if it's contrary from a lot of coaches out there are, but my coaching, I have a coach myself and mm-hmm. that's, and I love his coaching um, method and I'm kind of copy it because it has worked for me and that's what I can advice and people obviously I advise you advise or you recommend something that has worked for you I'm not going to recommend something that I haven't tried or I I don't agree with so my method is my coach's method which I also he's one of my biggest mentors is about not running that much so I don't put massive distances in my training it's more about strength work and just it's more of being very um uh, just so less mileage but with more um objective of what you're doing um so we we support a lot with 
strength training, another kind of training. So I don't have to run hours and hours and miles and miles, but we mimic that situations in less time and um, using the gym and stuff like that. So being strength as our main, main foundation and then sparkle a little bit of running on top. That's that's very different to what you would usually associate with an ultra runner. Like you say, go run for for hours and hours at a time. But if you're doing shorter stints and then subjecting your your uh, exo physical self to the abuse that you would effectively be doing on a longer run in a yeah. shorter space of time, that sounds probably more more appealing to more people. Exactly, less time, and, more more approachable. And that's why I liked it. I was like. I, I do like this. I do like going to the gym. I start really enjoying because I was able to last longer running without having to suffer that much. But I've never put myself through hours of hours in running, which I do not particularly love. So, and obviously with that, having a strong base in, in, in strength, uh, for example, I've never been injured. So yeah. it's also taking care of your joints, which obviously that... Um, helps that you are never or not that never get injured but obviously reduce that injuries and obviously you that with that you can build consistently for even longer periods like i said i've been six years seven years training consistently without any injury so i've never had to stop because of an injury for example so that you know that adds up into into and more if it's an endurance uh, sport like this one that's what you want because that's where endurance is built up through that's... years and years and years and years. So it's more of a more of a, strate a strategic method to do it, yeah. and a smart. It's just training smarter rather than just doing volume, you know, stupid volume with no, you know, with no sense. So yeah, um, I, I guess anyone can go run for X amount of time whatever the pace may be but not everyone can suffer the 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 intensity of the endurance of strength and conditioning on top of everything else and um yeah and then you just kind of mimic you can mimic for example instead of going running four hours because i that's another method that i've seen obviously a lot as you do two long runs back to back for example yeah and obviously if someone is not super well trained or they're just starting and they start doing that you see a lot of injuries because of that but there's a way to mimic this for example so i would go a really hard day leg day in the gym so i would get my legs super tired super sore and then i'll go for the hour and a half two hour run the next day so my legs are the same stay sore they still but the mileage may not be much but the input of that, the the benefit of that when you wanted to run entire legs or, yeah. you know, is the same, is the same without having to be out there for three hours. And mostly I train 40 to an hour every day. So I don't have to put, you know, well, just only one day in the weekend to usually do my long runs. I mean, yeah. they, those do have to stay, but it's only once, you know. So, um. Yeah, definitely training is smarter. It's um, and that makes it also approachable for a lot of people much more than you know. There's like old thinking of oh, I want to do ultra running now. I have to, you know, stop working and run every day for five hours. And you know, like it's not the approach probably. You know, it's, it, it's uh, yeah, it certainly sounds more approachable because you you you're not losing so much time of your day. 
you're exactly you're losing an hour which you might and go I, to the gym for an hour anyway exactly an hour is like that's like i said i usually do 40 to one hour at the gym every day and then once in the weekend i do have maybe my long run and also just to remember that this for example i know um ultra running i do trail running right because you can do also yeah. ultra in the road so a track or a, you know tarmac um, that's a bit different than trail running which i think is something that may be a point to um to make differentiation of it because trail running is a totally different sport almost and then more trail run ultra trail running it's like a totally different animal than you know, road running or yeah. marathon running. So your body has to be built to endure long hours in the trails. So that means, you know, you have to be ready for rain, sunshine, you know, it's much more um, things hitting you, you know, your the terrain is not always going to be flat. There's going to be bumps. There's maybe hills, downhills. Um, so your body has to, you know, sometimes climbing with hands and all, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, your body has to be strong enough to endure because it's an endurance sport. Yeah. So um, so that's how you build a body to endure at the gym, just kind of get it really, really strong, real, really fit, and then sparkle a little bit of running in there. <laughs> so have all, all your 20-plus ultras been trail ultras? Uh, yeah, I think mostly. So. Yeah, mostly. Okay, yeah. that that was when you're saying uh, you've got the difference of you've like to, to to me as an as as a complete kind of newbie to ultra running. In my head, I'm thinking ultra runners, it's trail. But that thing that's because the people that I follow are trail on trail ultra runners. But yeah. then I, I was asking you before we start we started, and the question that I asked Mike about the Bislet Challenge. That's, I suppose, an endurance ultra event as well, depending on the distances you're doing, but it's a track one. It's a track, so that's roads. Well, or, you know, flat. Yeah, or running track, yeah. That may be a little bit of a different, you know, I I would train, if I had an athlete that was going to do that kind of race, for example, I would train him differently than a trail person. Than a trail. And and then the same as well, though, the Loch Ness 24 is a a seven-kilometer lapping one, but it is on trail. Yeah, but it's like almost like packed trail. So sort of. So we were out. We were a few of the team went out at the weekend, and the reason I'm coming round to, to coming round to the 24 is because someone that you, we both know, uh, Ryan Miller from the the Press Play yeah. podcast. So Ryan has recently rolled his ankle or rolled it twice, a couple of times, um, oh, while out yeah, training for that. the Devil of Islands. Yeah. So. He's now training, or at least he did, he did a phenomenal effort at the weekend where he lapped on tarmac, and he mm-hmm. did phenomenal times. And I'm hoping he hasn't just built himself up there, not realizing that although we're not necessarily going to be on a on a trail trail route the same as you might be on a trail route on like the Dinosaur Coast or um, the Ultra in Wales or Ultra in Scotland, it's still pretty. Uh, dangerous in a way because you're you're correct the, the main path area is quite compact it's a, it's a lovely surface but then there's still a lot of quite large routes to navigate yeah. there's a pebble beach there's still undergrowth areas and it's so easy to roll your ankle on that without having the the, the yeah. training on odd odd surfaces and, and terrains yeah 
So hopefully he listens to this and, and goes, okay. Tandy yeah, recommends it's hard for... Strength and conditioning I, do get, I know, I do get um, actually a lot of... I have a program as well that is for people like that that want to... that you currently run in roads mostly or pavement and they want to transition to trail the trails. Yeah. They, like you should do a tiny bit of of work in there to do that transition. Like I wouldn't recommend just to be like a road runner one day and then next day go and, you know, pound the trails because yeah. that may happen. Um definitely the trails, like I said, is a totally different sport. You do have to slow down. Maybe reason why the rolling ankles, if you're trying to go as fast as you are usually in roads, that is not gonna happen. It's not gonna translate that well. Um <clears throat> Number two, also um, do a lot of proprioceptive work, uh, meaning just get those neural connections from your brain to your ankle. So when you're finding unstable surfaces like trail, for example, those connections are built in. So whenever you twist an ankle or something, that doesn't kind of like snap your brain and totally let go. And that's when it snaps. So uh, apart from flexibility and mobility, but that brain connection has to be um, quite, you know, quick. So whenever your body or your brain feels like, oh, it's a twist, it kind of like responds fast and puts it back to it. So it's also a brain reaction that has to be, um, those connections have to build quite fast. So, you know, that and there's there's ways to do it. There is a bit of training there to do maybe with the bosu um with the bosu balls we do a lot of uh, unstable work on one feet and the other one um and then a lot of probably start with trekking a lot as well that's kind of like a nice easy introduction yeah. and then um start building up that kind of bit of a run and run and run but yeah um and then slow down i think that's probably the number one advice that we give to people because and more so if they are like roads Faster a marathon runner, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to go like, oh, 10K, that's, you know, and you're going to be 10 times slower on trails. So, yeah, just kind of like take it really, really slow. So what what you've kind of got there is you're saying ultra runners are effectively smarter than marathon runners because they've had to learn the mental side of understanding the stability um and the strength to go i feel like you're more i think you're more or you need to be more aware of your body like where you're standing in road running you can just maybe put your eyes in the front and just kind of like enjoy a little bit in trail your eye has to be always in front and down yeah just you can or like you're making decisions so fast and you have to make correct decisions right so otherwise that's you out the road. So you have to keep your mind always one step ahead. So um, that kind of has to also be practiced quite a lot. It's not as easy and as in road running where you kind of like, you can take off your eyes off the road a little bit. You know, you know, there's nothing in there and you can just kind of relax in that sense. In trail, like I feel your brain is always is being stimulated by all those factors. Plus, if you add the navigation that you have to be always you know aware where you are your surroundings also you are out there for hours and hours so you have to be aware of your nutrition your eating 
So there's a lot going on at the same time that you have to be very effective in taking care of yourself because there's no one there, you know, that... Yeah, there's no table to... there with energy gels and a water bottle for you no. to get every so and there's no, like, thousands of people around <laughs> you, you know? Like, if you're training a long training run, I've been out there for five or six hours with no one around. And, you know, you just have to take care of yourself. That yeah. means... Uh, ankles that means nutrition that means um, hydration you know you have to be taking and navigation as well you know you have to be quite uh, self-sufficient in that sense as well so uh, it is all those tiny bits are things that obviously maybe running is not or you know this kind of marathon for example doesn't have you know the route is quail quite well you know you can follow it or um there's always people around you or there's you know so would hope yeah with things- a marathon that the, the organizers planned it to be nice and flat or as safe as possible a nice flat road i know yeah, and yeah. i was like um i did uh, edinburgh marathon and it was quite an experience because it's been ages since i do a marathon like <laughs> seriously six years since i probably that was like my first marathon ages ago and then I took trails and it was just you know my trainer sent me I had you had to do four hours running and then I was like oh can I do road and he's like yeah sure why not like because there's a marathon can I sign off for it and uh, long story short I got a number so this was like Wednesday Jeez. so I got a number for Saturday or something close. Wow. the marathon I know. Sorry for people that, you know, there was someone that couldn't do it. So I just jumped in with her name. You know, I just, I mean, I thought I was bad. I signed up with seven weeks to go. I could only do three weeks of training. And I think from, from digesting, I had an injury, an E injury. Um, Well, we thought it was an E injury to begin with. And it turned out my calf was just really tight. Yeah. And I actually think it's coming. it, It came in from, my training for my second marathon, it was very similar to what I was doing for Edinburgh, which was my third. And I was running up a local hill and I was, it's trails. So I was going up these trails and I think I was going too fast. So my calf was getting too tight because in my head, I'm going as a marathon runner, as a road runner, I need to go up here as fast as I can instead of take my time and enjoy it. So my muscle was getting super, super tight and I wasn't loosening it off again. So I've come out, I've had uh, my, my, my physio, my, my masseuse has given me a good talking to. I now stretch properly at the end of doing trails. I take my time a lot more. I'll walk a section. I've learned a lot from, from watching your content, but also watching Mike's content. There's no harm in walking. There's no, no one's looking at your time and going, oh, it's, it's gone out for two hours and it's taken them X amount of time. It's enjoying yourself and not like you say, it's, it's about trying to enjoy it as much as possible so you don't burn yourself out and go, I don't, I don't want to go out today. Exactly. No, definitely. Like I said, it's just take your time. That's why I like about trail running. No one, at the end of any of my races, any like, there's no, like, if maybe a road runner, but a trail, like a trail runner up here would never, never ask, what was your time? Like, it's yeah. usual in the marathon world, you know? That's the first question. Like, oh, what was your time? Like, I even feel like, oh, like, why are you asking me that? Like, you yeah. never ask that, you know? So in my world, you never ask for times. Or, you know, it's it's not important. No. It's like, I finished, and 
that was it. Like you and me, we covered the same distance. We went through the same challenge, regardless of it took you five or seven hours or 10, uh, it's the same distance. So yeah, in, in the trail and ultra running world, um, it, like, you know, maybe if you're like a super pro or, you know, but in normal uh, circumstances, you know, we'd never ask like, oh, how long it took you. And so I'm a little bit against that. And um, even when I'm training or when people are training, it's like, I feel like it's almost when people put their weight on, you know, like no one posts a picture and say like, hi, it's me. I'm weight. I'm, it's seven, I'm 70 kilos, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like it's something so personal. Like it shouldn't be out there because you are putting pressure in someone else. So when I started my journey, I remember seeing people, you know, posting just like that. And you're like, oh, my run. And then seeing their paces. And I was like, I will never run like that. Like I will be like, I'm just giving up. I'm not even going to try. Like I will never. So I, I think instead of promoting, maybe they are doing it harmless, of course. But instead of promoting you know, it's not, you know, it's not very inviting. So if you see any of my posts, I will never put, uh, maybe I put the distance, but I will never talk about times. I will never put paces because it doesn't matter. So when that I'm trying to, you know, and more like we were talking about uh, women, um, don't feel, you know, like nervous or feel um, intimidated by going in a race um so just go out there it doesn't matter the pace there's no paces there's no time just go out and enjoy it go and have fun yeah, yeah. I, I i think when i started out as well very similar like you said it was fixating on other people's times um, yeah right everyone does it we, exactly and in season one we had words that grind people's gears and it was i only went out and did this or i just went out and did this and it is, it's words that people don't realize they're using, but it does affect other runners. It does affect, definitely. I, so I, I, I notice- now, I'm just like now, like I made a, 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 a promise to myself that I will never, never, and I still don't put any times or splits or anything in my Instagram. Or If anyone is interested, there's a Strava, and that's what yeah. Strava is for. You yeah. can go and find me. It's obviously public. You can see it. You can see how fast or how slow I am. I don't care. And but in you know, for the public, for people that I want to inspire or they start in that Instagram, I'm just scrolling. That's my main feed um, or my main way to communicate with people. I try not to. As I said in the introductions, but positivity and encouragement. Exactly. Is, I, I noticed that. At, I don't know if you've done. Uh, the Ultra X Scotland event, um, no, yes, which is local to me. Coming in October. Yeah. Um, the when I was at the, I was watching. Uh, well, I was spectating for for Kaylee. I think it's Webster. So that's her name. Um, the Happy Diet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She oh, did. She did Ultra X fifty, uh, which is Fort Augustus to Inverness sort of area, and. I did notice a lot of the finishers, they didn't ask what their time was. It was, how was that for you? How did you get on? It wasn't, how fast were you? How wasn't, what was your time? It was, how was it for you? Uh, and, and it was, it opens more conversation, uh, more openness, less. They, 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 they didn't seem to be so, um, 
so held up on time because they were just like, no, that event was really good for me. Or it didn't go quite what, quite the way I wanted. My my nutrition, my hydration was slightly off or I couldn't see the flags. It was more open conversation, more more willingness to, to kind of discuss it rather than, well, I don't really want to mention my time because times times don't matter on those distances. No, definitely doesn't. And even the crowds and, you know, the people are a bit even a bit different as well. Like, like I said, I could see it or experience it when I was in the marathon. Um, it's quite intense. Like, I feel yeah. like running people are like, because they are so asphyxiated. I mean, I'm not saying it's in general, right? Obviously, I don't talk about a certain person. I don't know. But in general, when I got into the start line, it was this, bi- I could feel it. It was like so like nervousness it's a pent up tension isn't it yeah like these Mm -hmm. people were like uh like warming up like so serious and if i was a new runner i wouldn't be like in my pants i was like oh my god what's about to happen everyone looks so serious and so you know like this is not rocking like if this was my first rodeo i would be like out of here like i was like i don't belong here like i'm you know Obviously, I knew what was going on, it was, but it was it was in, interesting for me to see because I obviously seen it now and like as an as a trail runner, experiencing a, a road marathon, and I can see definitely the crowd is a little bit different. Like, no, I I went by myself. Like I said, I don't know, I didn't know anyone, and I just sat there eating a croissant in a corner, <laughs> waiting for the time <laughs> while everyone was warming up, and I was just, I'm just gonna eat a croissant. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I just sat there alone, just eating my wee bread and just, you know, waiting for the start. And I'm not saying they're not friendly, but I think everyone was with their earphones, like I said, and just warming up and all that. And for example, I went to uh, the last race that I did was the Pennine North. Um, I didn't know anyone as well. I mean, I don't know anyone everywhere, but... <laughs> Um, I'm from Mexico. How would I know from people here? Um, I went. I drove down to the Pennine North, um, and I didn't know obviously anyone. And I stood there. Um, we took the we bu- the we bus from the end to the start because it was a point to point. We jump in the bus, and everyone was eating, and we were all just chatting. You know, it's like a little bit. And then before the race started, we all sat in the wee cafe, just eating. And yeah. just having a coffee until the guy is like, okay, 10 seconds to this time. We're like, oh, okay, time to go. You know, we were all chatting and, we're, you know, like the crowd is a bit different. Like no one was warming up. No one was just in their earphones, like super, you know, it was just a bit. A lot more relaxed. You know, yeah. A bit more of a relaxed yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. Like you said, though, the marathon runners are very, they're very in their head on the start line. You can see because yeah. they're obviously thinking about, they're wanting to get their time and they're fixated I, on time. Whereas, like you're saying that it, there is more ultra runners does sound like everyone's just there for a good time just just to I get feel that like we're like all right let's do this let's i feel like i feel the vibe of like we're going we're getting into this unknown because obviously yeah. not everyone knows the route um or mostly no one knows the route when you start these things and it's like a vibe of like a team let's make everyone let's make it to the end everyone obviously if you see someone through the route that is struggling we always stop for yeah. take care of someone um in a, you know in road marathon there's no way someone's just stopping but yeah like, well, you do notice down, that as well down, that's it I, I, i've seen people fall before and i've seen it in cycling events as well and a lot of people don't stop 
they're fixated no. on their time and they just go, they just leave them. Oh, like, oh you're out, man. Bye. <laughs> I have stopped a few times. I, I tend to stop. Um, but uh, well, no, the I know what you were mean. there in the, mar- in the Edinburgh Marathon. They were the medics were there, so I didn't. Yeah, the medics stop, were there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, you know, and I'm not saying one sport is better better than other, but yeah. I'm just saying that those are the difference in my eyes. Um, it definitely, you know, it has a difference. Um, you know, if someone's interested in going into the train to the trail running, I think, uh, or even start running i feel trail running i know it sounds it looks even more daunting and more difficult but i think it's it's slower yeah and the community is also very very including there is no times like you were saying so maybe it's a bit more friendly for someone that is starting and i think that's why because i said i tried to run before and rode and i was not happy that never happened and i stopped running for like five years I was like this is not for me until I discovered trail running so if anyone's just like you know starting on once this journey I think trail running offers this beautiful um option that you can walk and it's fine or yeah. you can do a wee juggle and it's fine as well and it's not so um it doesn't need to be as fast or as in like that as in that hectic as the road for example Trails seem to pass a lot, a lot quicker for me, even though the distances might be the same. My standard route is around about eight kilometers. And when you see it on a Strava map, it looks quite large. Yeah. The 24 route to go back to that is seven kilometers, but it feels like it goes in a blink of an eye because it's it's variable. There's always something different to see. Every lap's different. Even the weather can be different That's and it, it can yeah. make it feel easier or even harder if it's a hot day like it happened to me last time or uh, it yeah. can make you know every 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 day is different so also you know so with that since you've mentioned it do you want do you want to do you want to move on to a little bit about the dinosaur coast and i yes. know it didn't quite the go jurassic coast. the jurassic coast sorry jurassic coast yeah so it didn't quite go the way that you'd initially planned but you weren't alone in in what happened to you. There was there was other participants that that did struggle as well, wasn't there? Yeah, it was shocking to be honest. I never thought it could be that humid in the UK. <laughs> Coming from Mexico and uh, having I know, been to Mexico, like, I know how humid it is. <laughs> well, like I said, I just started running when I moved here, so all I know is here. Yeah, the weather from here. And um, I'm usually, well, I am okay with heat, like just heat. Like I actually, if it's like a super warm day, like actually Edinburgh Marathon, everyone was like, oh my God, it was so sunny. I love that. Like that was like, everyone was joking that I was solar powered because I was just really loving it. (laughs) But so when I seen the weather in the Jurassic Coast, obviously I'm checking the weather every two seconds before my race. I've seen, you know, it was 25, 20 something. So I was like, oh, it's going to be warm, toasty. So it's fine. I actually like that. Yeah. But I never thought about the humidity um, factor. Like yeah. I never, that, that's, that was a new thing for me. So yeah, right from the start, I think from kilometer 10, 12, it was like what my, my water was gone. Yeah. And the first checkpoint was 26. And yeah, it was just not what I thought, which again, 
but you can't plan for everything you can't plan for every every eventuality can you it's the beauty of the sport as well like if i i think i take it now a little bit more relaxed i think my first i only have three dnfs in my life my running life um the, at the beginning, I would took it really, really like close to my heart. Like I almost like lived in my room for like a month. Like no yeah. one talked to me. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a failure. I don't deserve to live. Like I'm like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. But then you start growing and you mature in this sport, and I am now in the point like, that's the beauty of it. That's actually why I sang up for these things. You know, like if I wanted to finish every race, I sang up. I'll just sign up for my 10Ks for a half marathon, you know? Like, it's almost what I want. Every time I sign up for something, I say to myself, I'm only going to sign up for races that I don't know if I'm going to finish. You're like, stepping out your my, comfort zone every time. Yeah, that's my go-to. Like, if I'm going to spend my money, it's going to be for something that I don't know if I can finish. If I know I can finish it, I may not. I, I may pass on it. Like, I may not yeah. do it because yeah. I know I can finish it. So, it not finishing it's like almost you you got what you wanted you know so i'm i'm learning to take it that way as part of the game Um sadly you know i only had two races planned this year because i thought this one would be quite um i usually plan one or two big ones a year so this one didn't work so well last year i did five but yeah that was a different story <laughs> it was was it 100 miler was it 100 miles or 100 kilometers this one was a hundred miler. Hundred miler. So on on one of the hottest days of the year, most humid, given the where it is as well on the south coast, I, I was tracking you because I thought you put your tracker up and I thought I'll I'll keep a track because I knew you were coming on. I thought I'll keep a track. It'll be great. And then I saw your post. Oh, it was is it, yeah, your partner it, it was was manning your your uh, yeah, yeah. socials that day, and and it wasn't it wasn't to be. I thought this is gonna be amazing. I feel- <laughs> amazing like i had a really strong running um training block i was i smashed the marathon which was the longest kind of run that i had in my books for that preparing for the 100 miler and i was feeling quite well like everyone was in place you know my parents came all the way to mexico to kind of crew me and bring me you know as always where they try to be here for the big races and everything was like you know ready to go and that's also you know a little bit of the things that is like painful a little bit but yeah i think everyone now now gets that is how it is and it's a gamble all the time you cannot control all the factors if if you could it would be too too easy for you as i say you're pushing yourself you're stepping out your comfort zone and if it was that easy yeah and then even if because then later, I think uh, I was that that was a weekend of Western states. I feel I think actually, and Camille Heron and a couple of people that I was following, they di- they didn't make it. And I'm like, if a pro athlete has a bad day, yeah, <laughs> what are my chances? You know, as well, everyone has bad days. So, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we all get bad days, bad runs, but you know. It's, it's bad that it's obviously so many things in line and I spent, I, you know, invested so much time, effort, money, everything on it and it didn't work. But, yeah, you know, so it's, uh, it's maybe not something to put labels on, but would you would you class that as as your least favourite 
run so far or, or any of the DNS? Or is there maybe one that you, maybe an ultra you've completed that you, you don't look back on as favorably? Oh, yeah, I have one from last year. So last year uh, I did five. I did the GB Grand Slam. So it's five 50 milers in six months. And the one that I didn't like, but I had to do it. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't my choice, I wouldn't have done it. But I needed to run five in order to complete the Grand Slam. Uh, it was the Chester one. So it's Chester 50. Okay. And it's all flat, mostly next to um, a canal or a river. It's just like from here to Edinburgh. So it's like the one from Glasgow to Edinburgh. It's just next yeah. to a path. And it's all like that. Oh, my God. It's I too swear boring I was, for you. <laughs> I thought I was just, my brain was just going. And it's too flat as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. my knees, my hips, everything was just so much in pain. So when people say like, oh, that's flat, it's going to be easier. It's actually worse. Yeah. Because your, the same muscles are being worked all the time. In comparison to, for example, my one of my favorite ones was a pinning barrier, which it has a lot of um, elevation. But, you know, because you're climbing, maybe your quads are resting a little bit more. And then when you're going down, your glutes rest, your quads yeah, work. Yeah. So it's kind of like a one thing is working, the other one's resting, you know, and then it kind of like I didn't even finish that sore. Not not as sore as I finished uh, a flat one, for example. So apart from like not being very visually, you know, um, you know, motivating. Yes. Uh, yeah, that one. Just anything that is flat, it's a killer for me. Just because, again, I'm not a fast runner either. So I do need my walkable heels to kind of like rest a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were asking how much do we walk? We walk a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I walk a lot. So all the uphills, I will be walking. And I'll just juggle down the I'm I'm all right going down. I'm a I can I can downhill quite fast. Um and then just the flats, I just juggle them down as well. So yeah. But yeah, that one probably something that the Chester Chester one was quite quite flat. I'm not gonna but, say it's your your worst one. So you're that's the less label as your as your less your, your less favorite. So what's yeah. on the flip side? What's your most favorite then? So I think the most favorite one, oh, the last three I did from the GB Ultras, uh, they were beautiful, beautiful. They were all different. And then like I was, I think it was before uh, we were recording, I was telling you that I run these distances because I want to travel. I yeah. really love to travel. And that's my way. Because since obviously the UK is not my home country, it's been a way for me to travel and experience and see a little bit of the country so um this grand slam last year gave me a beautiful um you know good excuse to travel and yeah. a lot of different parts of the uk so the pain and barrier was absolutely beautiful so you climb the three Yorkshire peaks mm -hmm. um plus obviously a little bit more yes <laughs> an 80, 80 plus um and then there's Wales, which that was absolutely stunning. I've never been to Wales. So that was my first time stepping my foot in Wales. It was brutal, but beautiful. And the third one was the Snowden. So you actually climb Snowden on, on the race and then obviously go down and look so that, around. 
Is that the medals for it behind you on that on your picture frame? Because they're ma- the, the the Welsh medal was massive. Yeah, that's the Grand Slam medals, are they? Yeah, these are the five, and then I have a massive that's in my. Is that the one that's in the photo? Is like the size of your head. <laughs> that is the size of my head, and because of those five, I got a massive medal. That's what I wanted when they gave it to me at the end of five, which it was the last one from. Um, Snowden, yeah. I wanted to cry. I was just so tired because it was six five events in six months. Like even the last one, I was so so tired at the beginning of that one. And then you were asking me to climb a Snowden and down. And <laughs> I, was just, I was just so done. I was just like, but if I knew, I knew if I failed one, I had to do. Glasgow to Edinburgh to make it up so I can do the five. Oh, yeah. And now, exactly. And I was like, oh. there is no chance I'm going to do If you Glasgow. didn't like Jester, you weren't yeah. going to like Glasgow to Edinburgh. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm climbing. I'm hurrying up. So I was like, in one checkpoint, actually, it was like super close. They were like, oh, you have 40 minutes to spare. So it was like, oh, like, like I was, I was almost catching a, uh, uh, checkups um check-ins and at the beginning of that yeah. one because I was like I was just struggling but then after I kind of picked up but it was like oh my I'm, there is no way I'm doing Glasgow to Edinburgh it's so cool though, that it's so cool that there's a, there's like a, a a British version ultra version of what would be to an ultra runner the equivalent of doing the marathon ultras doing the big six so that's like the big five in, in UK ultra running that's really cool. Yeah. And you get that massive yeah. trophy at the end, a massive medal. A massive award. And then I didn't I didn't bail in any of them. Like the five my five tries. I you know, obviously if people if you fall off the wagon, there's another two that you could make up for one another. Yeah. So but there was one only, I think it was Scotland and Wales. You only had two weeks in between those two. Yeah, I did so, see that on your on your Instagram. It was there was very little time between those. So that's even more yeah. it's phenomenal to do that distance in six months, but then to do two of them so in such close proximity without recovery time. I know that was when I was plan well, at the beginning I didn't plan to do the Grand Slam. It was not in my head until I seen the medal. I was like, oh yeah, I won that baby. <laughs> so what do I have to do again? And like you need to do five of these ones. And I start seeing and I was like, okay, number two, one and two, not too bad. Five is not bad, but I was like, this jump from the two in yeah, the middle. Ah, is that I said if I'm gonna go as one of those, that is brutal. And then I seen obviously the 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 you know the distance and the altitude and all that and I was like oh that is going to be a ride but I said if I don't make it there's always that Glasgow to Edinburgh but in my head I was like there is no chance I'm gonna I'm gonna do Glasgow <laughs> so I need to finish this so yeah it was definitely and the organizers are absolutely the best so yeah big shouts if you if anyone also wants to start um with a I, I would recommend maybe those Three, the the last three four are for like medium um no probably not medium the last two probably you need to be quite advanced um yeah. in the sport because there's a lot of um navigation and obviously because you go so high the, Maybe the weather altitude as well yeah, yeah the weather it's a bit tricky and stuff but the first ones I would recommend for anyone that wants to start putting your foot into challenging but okay kind of races because the organizers are 
absolutely amazing. They will take care of you, which that's one important thing about when you're choosing a race. Also, the organizers that they take care of you, that um, you know, that they'll just forget about you, just send you on your way and forget you <laughs> until you get to the end. Ah, you hear some stories, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna quote myself from last episode with Mike, and that I I thought what stuff he was doing was 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 what I'm about to say, but that that truly sounds like six months of a masterclass of self-abuse in ultra running yeah that was that was my year I was like that's it obviously when I finished the last one I was like that's it I'm done for this year I, I'm you know <laughs> and would you ever I, consider doing it again I wouldn't do any of the races that I finished again because like, it's kind of like a thing you've like done, I've seen you've it. done it once yeah 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 and I think Mike was saying that in his uh in his pod in his interview as well that there's so many that I I don't and I have to pick quite smart because your body can no. and handle, you know, I wouldn't recommend someone to do five was definitely an abuse, like you said. Yes. I would never <laughs> recommend someone to do five big events in a year. Probably three, maybe, depending on your, on your level, but maybe I started with one or two. That, I think that's my comfortable zone. Yeah. Uh, like that's good. Um, obviously depending on the distance and obviously depending on your level. But in general, I wouldn't put that many. So I have to be, you know, you have to be quite. You have to pick and choose what is going to be your battles of that year. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only shot you got. And obviously, I want to explore more. And so, yeah, um, I wouldn't do one that I did already. But I'm going back to the Jurassic Coast. Like I feel like. It was such a beautiful, like the scenery was, I didn't even have a chance to enjoy it. So that's one I would definitely. You um, want to conquer the Jurassic Coast. That's, yeah. Of course, I will need to conquer it. If I, we have like unfinished business. <laughs> but because I felt so bad the whole way, I feel like I never, I really never enjoyed it. Like I was just trying to survive so bad that I didn't have a chance to like, purely like seeing you know really experience the place and that's what i like to do and see the scenery and all that so with we'll go back to that then with with not doing as well as you you, you as you would have liked did it did it adversely affect your mental health at all or did you did you kind of go well a couple of days shrug it off and move on and uh, you've said that you but to begin with in your in your adventure into ultra running you you used to take them quite hard the the the, the losses or or not doing as well as you hoped but with with jurassic coast do you find it adversely affects your mental health anymore or is it just it didn't go well think, move on i think it was there but the other part of me like you know how we always have like two voices in your heads I think before the other one was super loud and definitely took me down. But this time, I think the other one, like the mature runner took over. Yeah. Uh, it definitely was there, was there in the background. Like, oh, you're not good enough. Like, why Why you even try in this if you know you can't? You know, like these- You weren't beating yourself up as much. Yeah. Exactly. But then the mature side of it was like, hey, everyone has like all everything that I was telling you. So definitely yeah. it's in the background. 
but I don't feel this time. And then also I had my parents with me and this time I had a little bit more followers and I have a lot more people in there in my Instagram and they were following me. So I received a lot of messages that that definitely helps. So, you know, that's when the community yeah, picks you up, really, lifts you up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. It, get, it gets, got me into a better, you know, if I was feeling a bit sore, yeah, yeah, it was like two, three days, probably a little bit, you know, down. But, you know, um, I think... Pick yourself you up, dust yourself off. off. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's just natural and normal, but definitely less than than at the beginning when I, yeah. when I started, definitely. So with adventures being your key, am I right in thinking your next big adventure will be Ultra X Jordan? Is that what shows on your page? Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that one. So that would be my first. So obviously every year, like I said, I put a little bit of like what we're going to do next year. So for me, I try to like each year, each year I plan, obviously. Yeah. And then I like December 31st for me actually is like super serious because everything I did before it gets erased. So and then like the start starts again, you know, the countdown the starts. You have yeah. 365 mm -hmm. days to be or to do something better or try something new than last year. So I'm always on the hunt, like, oh my God, if I do this this year and then the next year I have to do that. So kind of like gives me going. That's my little like um, game with myself that I like to play. So I try to keep it like every year, you know. So this year I was like, oh, let's try to do a hundred miler, which that didn't work out, but all right. <laughs> and uh, do a stage race, which I've never done either. Yeah. So those are my two like, new things that I'm trying this year. And so hopefully that one goes well. It's something different and it'll be warm. Oh, it should be warm. But not humid. Warm, but not humid. Exactly. It'll be a dry heat. So that, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, I think, hopefully. But it has other things that I've never experienced before, like running in the sand, which I'm reading, obviously, listening to um, a lot of people that have done it before, kind of like learn from these people, well, whatever they've learned from that experience to kind of like, you know, uh, learn as much as I can. And I'm going to do a couple of runs. I'm going back to home. So I'm going to do a couple of runs in the sand to kind of like see, you know, try as much as I can yeah. and, you know, be as ready as I can. Because a know, lot of day trips to the beach. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> definitely. So when, when is uh, when is Ultra X Jordan? Have you got uh, a countdown for it or is it much, much later in the year? It's in October. So it's in not October. that far. It should be a little bit cooler by then as well, though. Yeah, yeah, I checked and it's supposed to be not bad. Um, I follow a couple of people that have done it and they say it's still pretty hot. But, yeah. Self-abuse. Exciting. <laughs> it wouldn't be fun if you, were, if you weren't. Exactly, exactly. It has to be a challenge again. I don't know if I'm going to finish it. So... Positive, positive mental outlook. You're going to complete it. It's going to, you're over, going to overcome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always obviously try, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. This is the one. But whenever I sang, I was like, oh, I don't know. But what if we actually finish it? All right, let's try it out, you know. But, and obviously, I don't know. It's not like a 10K. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's always different. that. Yeah. Yeah. You always have that, that moment of, of, of doubt of, like you say, you could do a 10K, you could do a half marathon. 
it almost seemed to lose its part, it loses joy after that. And I think I, I'm in that sort of boat myself. I could go buy a medal, just do a 10K. I could go I ran yeah, a 10K exactly. the other day myself and just, I, I got a PB in it. So why, why would I sign up for one unless I'm really, really pushing myself? And I do find I push myself more at events. But if I really want to achieve something now, it has to be ultra running. And it's something that I am, I mentioned to Mike, it's something that I'm looking at. Um, yeah. I would have, I would sign up for Run the Blades, but I have a, a rational fear of wind turbines. <laughs> I don't like the noise. I don't like how big they are. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, but I was kidding, and I was like, that is one I will never do. <laughs> I like the look of the one that Kaylee did, the Ultra X Scotland, uh, because it's so local to me as well. I wouldn't yeah. have to do any, I wouldn't have to get a hotel. I could just rock yeah. up in the morning. Um, it does That's have, the other thing, obviously, with ultra running, you have to travel, travel. sometimes, yeah. the logistics of it, it is, it is, yeah. It and you're usually out of the way as well. You're not in a city. It's not, it's not easy to get accommodation. Not, um, usually have to stay one day before and obviously one day after because when you're finished, you're tired or probably you're going to finish until um, early hours of the morning, the next yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> so you do have to stay. So, yeah, it's definitely a little bit more of the logistics and how am I going to get there and get there at the hotel and or plane and rent a car, which I had to do in the Jurassic Coast, for example. And, yeah, it's a lot of logistics. Definitely that part also is not as easy. Like, well, I'm going to rock into my 10K here. You know? You've then also got everything on top of that. You've got, you've got your kit, your drop bags, everything. It's a, it's a very intense experience for you and and then yeah, having to do it other accommodation so it is. Um, like last year with a with a gb i was like i was telling that to my coach he's like how are you feeling I'm like i'm not feeling too bad like body wise but mentally i'm so drained yeah like, you're exhausted from it i'm just exhausted from like having to organize logistic why everything five trips and five and where everything has to be and just have all my kits and prepared and you know like all that was very stressful and yeah. like i'm okay physically well kind of but then mentally i was drained for a while for that yeah, yeah, yeah. you need a person yeah. you, you need a personal assistant to, to I do all that stuff for you carrying my bags for me <laughs> you but just you know say where am i going also... i just need what time am i I'm meant to be there but you also get smarter about it now with obviously 20 plus races I've done, now I have lists of everything. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little bit more organized in that sense. Like I know how I like my my bags. I like so I'm almost like a robot almost now when I pack my bag or a checkpoint. Like I know what works, what doesn't work. Like I'm already I just don't have to forget anything, but yeah. I have like a lists. So I have a list. I, I I know how to do my Excel file. So I, I, I like how it looks in certain ways so I don't get lost. Like all those kind of things. I know it's a lot of logistics, but I have simplified it as, you know, as much as I can now. Because yeah. obviously doing it, doing it for so long now that you get into the hang of it as well. Yeah, it's a rhythm. And you know where everything is in your bag that you can just put your hand on it and it's there. Oh, absolutely. That is rule number one. You have to, that's one of the things that another um, coach told me is that you have to almost master your bag. Like you have to like close your eyes and know where everything is. Like, and until now, like my 
chapstick lives in the same bar all the time. My everything lives it's like rubbish. Whatever goo I'm finishing, it ends in the front pocket and all that. Like everything, I know where everything is at all times in my in my back as well. Spawn. No, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I am. Get, I'm learning a lot from you. I am. I am moving closer and closer to to the idea of signing yeah, up. Yeah, so that's new. a good tip. That's a very, very, very good tip. Um, even since the beginning, just start. You know, putting things where where they are, so you know everything has a place. Everything have, has a home. Everything has a home. Every like even like I said, rubbish. It goes in the rubbish bags. Um, the goose go usually here. Uh hard food like peanuts cookies and stuff they go in this side you know like i know so whenever i want something i know it's here or i want to go here and so on so on or salt tablets goes in the medical kit which also goes here which is in in the front pocket behind the water bottles so all that kind of but again perfect place to be as well because if you can't swallow it then water bottle that's yep, yeah you planned bottle. that out you definitely planned that. gave it some thought i forgot my water bottle on the last checkpoint <laughs> well you i think by that point you in your in your um debrief afterwards you had said you weren't really with it because it was so I humid it, and yeah. you're so drained you can't remember a lot of what's going on and i think that was it's very similar in, in, in edinburgh um with the way that Ryan was he couldn't remember he couldn't remember a lot of what happened in the last half hour for him finishing and it, it yeah. does sound having suffered concussion in the past oh I, yeah I, know I, heard, yeah. I heard Ryan and that I was actually during a run and I was like laughing because yeah. that has happened to me a couple of times many times actually in a lot of races I think you just sawn out like you do I think I think with concussions it's, it's usually the cause is dehydration and if you're going to the extremes that you're going to, and the same with him, and it was so hot for Edinburgh, uh, easy of being dehydrated to the point well, where your I brain think, switches off. I think also it's not it's not only because dehydration, because I've had it also in good races as right, well. Okay. Is I think you just enter into meditative states, like you're so relaxed that just everything just gets so quiet, and you just get into the rhythm of the trail that my I did the West Highland Way and I can remember swear to God the first time I did it because I can't remember the second day like at all like it's a you have a, you have a medal to, to, to say you've done it <laughs> I, I, I can't remember at all what happened like it was it's just no it's, it's, that was my first attempt of a hundred miler ages ago um well 95 miles the west highland way yeah mike said that too he, he doesn't like the ideal he wants to do it but he doesn't want to do it because it's not quite 100 miles yeah i know but i tried it because i was like oh you know what i moved i just moved here to to glasgow actually and it was you know one of the races that's, that will be local for me in that point and so i went for it and i fell short at mile 70 something with hypothermia but before that i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't remember a lot of things that happened as well so yeah but that has happened a couple of times maybe maybe if you had a rough time but also if you had a really good run like to just go into this meditative state which that's one of the reasons why i actually like running as well it's just everything gets so quiet that it's kind of like relax and just the time passes and it's just entering like another dimension like suddenly i'm like running an hour one and suddenly I look back and I'm like 
seven hours. When did that happen? I, I the <laughs> only thing I can seven hours. The only thing I can compare that to, and I know people are going to be shouting, and and I'll get abuse for this. Like, but the closest I get is I love driving. Yeah. And sometimes I'll drive from home to work, and I'll be so relaxed about it. I'll have music on, or I'll have a podcast on. I won't remember three or four miles of that journey. And then you start down yourself. Did I drive sensibly? Did I drive safely? And you, right. of course you did. But That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I think your brain just goes into like automatic pilot. Yeah. And you're just actually enjoying it and just kind of let go. And your brain's, you know, does what it's doing. I'm usually listening to podcasts or audiobooks, like I said, and just such in the groove that, Whenever I come back, I look back and I'm like, oh, where'd that time go? Yeah. That's a great way of running ultras, though, isn't it? Because if you're not having to experience the hours and hours of punishment, you just you, you start and then you finish and you go, oh, I'm done. No, That's that even better. That <laughs> what happened with the first races, you know, with like 50K. Oh, that wasn't that bad. What if I can do a 60? And then like, when you finish 60, you're like, Hmm. I wonder if I could do 70 and then just kind of like start, you know, and that's where everything just went off rails. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll try, I'll try and I'll try and rein myself in now because we've been talking for a little while uh, and I don't want to take up all your, all your evening. No, um, no. So when you're saying there, you, 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 you signed up, you've done 50K, you've done up to 100K. Do you have an end goal for ultra running or is it one of these ones you, you think will just be always trying to surpass the last big milestone? I think I just want to travel. Like I love experiencing experience. that. So I want to be in, a, like I want to hang into my fitness as much as I can so I can discover more places with this now. And the first step now is Jordan that I'm feeling a bit stronger to be able to go, you know, out there into, you know, in a more serious location. Yeah. And hopefully I can do that more now that I am, um, you know, I'm, uh, my husband and just uh, retired as well. So we'll be doing more and more traveling. And that's one of my objectives now to to travel and everywhere we go anyways I always go running so I have a wee channel that put Tanya runs the world because that's sort of like when I want to do now just kind of run the world and um, if it's a holiday or if it's a race um, I just love discovering the places that I go just you know with my two feet and just getting lost a little bit in whatever I am. I, I, I do like that's on your on your profile you've got all the flags of where you've where you've been uh, that's, that sounds like a great way of doing it doing yeah, I just want to hang in for the fitness as long as I can which thank god uh, in, uh, ultra running is a quite old sport yeah. and more for women so actually I haven't even like reached my peak age so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great <laughs> I'm usually still... like the baby in the races um, so I'm, I'm excited that you know there's still so much so many places you can go so much you can do stage events so 200 milers the list will go on and hopefully for a long time, like you say, you'll be, you'll be ticking these off and, and achieving the unachie- the unachievable to people like myself, really. Oh, it's achievable for anyone. That's what, Maybe that's one of the things I want to say, you know, cause I'm not, you've seen my, I don't know if you've seen my photos from before. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not talented. Like it was not like I've been an athlete all my life and, you know, I progressed to this stage. Like literally I just started, 
six, seven years ago and from nothing and just being quite consistent. And again, like I said, I'm not a fast runner. and I just love the experience of it. So I think anyone, you know, if you can walk, uh, you know, you can do this. <laughs> you, you certainly had that that reel up just just a few hours ago of this is what this is who I was before and this is where I am now. I think exactly. that's, that's really cool. important. The only thing is, if you want to do it, obviously, some yes. people will be like, "No, I do not want to do that." You know? But if, you, if it's in your head, tickling you, yeah, you know, like if it's a, it's a possibility, then I think um, it's good to always think in the what if, what if I can actually do it? What if I can finish this? What if you know, instead of of oh, I'm not made for that, you know, what if I can actually do that? You know, so always attacking life and races as well with a little bit of 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 um what's the name um a curiosity yeah of what it's possible life would be boring without curiosity exactly <laughs> to finish off then i had i i did i very late on i put a, a, a question to see whether any of the, the audience had any questions for you and i got one you might not oh, want to yeah. answer this you might <laughs> Of course, because runners love a good poo story, <laughs> the, the listener question was from Roy Lamb, and he said, what's your best or worst poo-related story? Oh, my um, God. I, I, it's actually on my blog. But is I'll it? Tell you, I, will, I, will, um, I will not make you guys read the blog, but I'll tell you the funny story. So it was during the Pennine Barrier. Like I said, it was a lot of climbing. Yeah. And on the way down, I was like, oh, I really need to go to the toilet. So as any trail runner, you just find a way bit of, you know, private space and just, you know, kind of hang yourself, you know, knee <laughs> there. But my legs were absolutely dead, like dead. So when I tried to go down, I just fell to the ground. And I just sat there and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be here. Like, I'm just, just going to go here. Like, that's it. I'm not even going to try to stand up and do it. I'm just just going to go here. And so I did. Uh, obviously, I got up however I went. Also, your clothes are so wet from yeah. sweating. So yeah. trying to pull them up is like getting into a wet suit. So that's always a struggle. Anyway, I finished the race. Why not? Um, I go back. To my husband, he helps me to take because all the clothes are seriously getting like a wetsuit out. Yeah, so he yeah, like, yeah, tries to, to take off, you know, the super, you know, um, tight top and my super tight leggings. And he's trying to, you know, scrub my back because obviously you're so sore. You're like, just, you know, wash me. Um, and he's like, jump into the shower. I don't know if it's a poop story, but it's a funny story. Um, I go into the shower and then there's these like tons of, like debris and muck and stone <laughs> coming out of me and he's like what the hell is this there's like half of like sons to stop i didn't even feel anything oh. we were just there and i was like oh my husband because like when i sat down i just i didn't care anymore it's <laughs> like yeah just sat down got up up and out um but all the debris probably and all the muds and stuff yeah stayed in there so it was just quite funny to his, <laughs> see his face and he's like 
what is that? This what is happened? Where did you go? Why is that there? I know. He was like, what is it? He's just, he was just quite shocked. So, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> and then me trying to explain him how that ended up in there. It was just, yeah. Oh, at least we end on a laugh. <laughs> tons of funny stories, but that is one of the funniest stories. <laughs> oh, well, I think, I think, like I said, on, on social media, it's really just scratching the surface of, of your story uh, and, and uh, everything you've achieved so far. But it's been fantastic to have, have you on, Tanya. And as I said, I don't want to oh, take up all your evenings. So um, we'll, we'll definitely, I'll definitely have you back if you'll come back and uh, I'll have more Absolutely. of a structured set of questions next time. Oh, I loved it this way. I think it came <laughs> out perfectly. Uh, yeah, if anyone has any questions, I'm always available to share some stories as well. And where can they find you? I think because you've got your website and you've got your social media. Yep, just in my website, uh, getfitwithtanya.com or obviously my social media with at Carmona underscore Tanya. You can follow me there and just send me, you know, any questions. I'm always happy, like my end goal as well is to just invite anyone to join the sport. No disrespect with men, but more women out yeah. there. Please yeah, yeah. encourage get more young there, ladies to get into it. Women. Um, you know, we have so much potential and I think women are starting to get out there, but we definitely need a little bit more of like maybe examples out there that they don't feel so, um, uh, you know, that is too much or um, about the sport. So, yeah, definitely if you anyone has any questions, maybe, you know, I, I never had anyone to ask any questions. So I kind of like learned everything, you know, in the bad yeah. way. And so if anyone has any questions, um, obviously shoot. I'm always happy, happy to to help. And to so if that's going to make more women, like I said, or people in general to join the trails, uh, feel free. And if you're looking for a coach as well. Yeah, of course as well. <laughs> Spot on. Thank you very much, Tanya. I'll, I'll, Thank I'll you stop for there. That was fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> See you soon. Like with all my guests, I absolutely adored speaking with Tanya. I learned so much about ultra running, the method that she uses not only with her own coach, but also the method she teaches to her own pupils. If I've learned one thing from both Mike and Tanya, however, it's that ultra running is definitely a masterclass in self-abuse, but one that certainly sounds enjoyable. With the whole process being less about time and more about enjoyment and camaraderie, it's definitely something I'll look into for the future. As the episode draws to a close, and as my voice dissipates even more, Let's quickly cover what I hope to achieve in the rest of week four of the road to Amsterdam. All being well, I'll get out for another run tomorrow, being that this episode has been recorded and produced on Wednesday. My new programme is to run on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, then either a Friday or Saturday with a long run on Sunday. But with my initial plan to give blood last night, I knew I might not be able to smash my Wednesday session. My run on Tuesday also didn't go quite to plan. It was raining. It was very stop-start because there was a lot of traffic on the country roads with it being school holidays. So my legs got incredibly tight incredibly quickly. But looking back at the stats, it wasn't all that bad. I'm just not looking back on it that favourably. But with Wednesday's missed session, I'll probably head out again tomorrow on Thursday. 
then keep Friday clear, head to Parkrun on Saturday before hitting my long run on Sunday. With motivation and productivity in running being pretty low the past few weeks, I'm not beating myself up about it too much. I know the road to Amsterdam is going to be long and there's plenty of time to make up the mileage. I should have really taken it a little bit easier to begin with. I know I've hit it hard very quickly, so I'm just going to take my time, build up the mileage and hopefully the motivation and productivity will come back as well. With a small medical procedure on the cards for Monday, I know that next week will also be pretty low in mileage, more because I'm going to have a few stitches and it's not going to be very comfortable. But I'll still try and get as many kilometres in as I can. Podcast-wise, I'll be joined in episode four by the amazing Patrick Watkins, where we discuss his truly mega run streak, his battle with marathons and mental health through loss. As the interview's already been recorded with Patrick, it's going to be a fairly straightforward week for myself, a little bit of production, but focusing on social media and the 99 Club. But until episode four rolls up, I hope you stay safe, enjoy your runs, and you'll hear from me soon.